0: All right, folks, just a few minutes late here, 6.33 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the West Coast after we brought the clocks back, took a little extra snooze last night. Okay, it's 11.6, we're rolling into election week. This is absolutely massive. I'm so excited to come to you guys tonight. We have a massive update for you guys, and before uh, we get into it, I just want to say, for those of you that are watching this after the fact, and you see that I go for an hour long... Well, the last 17 minutes or so, of that might be a Q&A session. It might be a little party that we're having in the after chat, okay? But the first 45 minutes of this episode are going to be bangers, news that you must know, current events, cryptocurrency, and how you can be prepared for the greatest transfer of wealth in world history. We got to cover all this with understanding, true understanding, so that we can go through this storm, go through this chaos with conviction. We are unwavered. We know we're going into a massive, massive week ahead. And we got our popcorn, we got our preps, we got our precious metals, a big bag of XRP and utility cryptocurrencies. We got some assets that provide cash flow. We figure out how we bring in more money every single month as we roll in further into this recession. Okay. And, you know, some people don't want to define it as a recession, some people don't, you know, agree with that definition. Nonetheless, folks, I'm here to tell you, if you're not prepared right now, you're going to get wiped out. You're going to get sacrificed, as we've been talking about. We have only confirmed that by everything getting prolonged. I thought that October was going to be a red month. Here we are. We went sideways. It's fun. We did a little pump. Bitcoin above 21K. Let's have a party. Or... Are they setting us up for the sacrifice that could potentially be coming this week? And we got the fundamental case that we go lower anyway. So nonetheless, I've ran through this. Let me give you the quick conclusion of this week. I do not see any scenario, guys. I wish I could. I do not see any scenario where this goes uh, bullish for us this week during this election cycle. I've ran through every single scenario. At best, we get a short-lived pump. Just like we do when Fed Chair Jerome Powell comes out, just like we do with these major, you you know, some of these setups, everyone's got all eyes on an event, we get a little pump leading up to it, or a short lived pump thereafter, a a reaction that okay, it's going to be good. And then we realize it's going to the fundamentals take us lower we still have to clear it out we still have to reset balance out the books settle all the scores and it's much more than just cryptocurrency it's much more than just the ripple versus sec lawsuit where we this little group in the xrp army is exposing the sec this goes so much bigger than that so that was my long-winded way of saying that everything i'm talking about tonight matters because as i said current events cryptocurrency being the best opportunity we see in the greatest transfer of wealth in world history among Amongst the chaos, this is the best opportunity. I praise God every single day. Thank you. God willing, we acquire assets that matter. We continue to bring the most value to the world that is begging for someone to come along with a solution, begging for someone to come along and actually get something done. And that's why you guys are tuned in tonight. So all I ask is that you guys smash that thumbs up for me. I greatly appreciate you all. Let's get it rolling. Thank you. At the time of this recording, Bitcoin is at 21,000. Ethereum at 1,600 and our XRP is at 47 cents. Let's take a look at the candles here on the monthly chart for your Bitcoin you can see right here that we have no major breakout nothing to get excited about we got a little super chat already from fiji five spot sbf got too big for his boots after jp saved his behind fiji absolutely we're going to be getting into it the next crypto insolvency i'm not going to make you guys wait till the end but that's going to be in about the middle of our show where we talk about what's taking place with ftx major major update there now you can see here top of the chart top line 25k That is the high that we hit in August. Bottom of this chart, 17,600. That's our June lows. So let's zoom back. We're just going back to June here on the weekly chart. And you can see this. We just started a fresh weekly candle. The last few ones were nice green candles, okay? Everyone's getting a little excited. Perfect timing as we roll on into the election week. You guys can see that. It's clear as day on that chart okay the the fake out the bull trap rally when we look at all of the fundamental analysis you know what happens next now let's get into tonight's update this is absolutely major okay here we go check it out here is our economic data from the kobesi letter economic update number one average rate on the 30-year mortgage now at 7.3 percent highest since 2000 unbelievable what we're seeing in the real estate market in my area. Particularly, I'm seeing uh, price drops. I'm seeing houses on the market for extended periods of time. And I'm seeing new homes come on at the same time as these people are trying to get money for their, their house from you know the 90s, their, their older house that may need a little bit of work, a little bit of update. You can buy the same house brand new, but you, I mean, you know, it's probably built with pretty crappy materials. But nonetheless, you got a trade off there for, you know, $530,000. You can buy a 1,500 square foot brand new house that was thrown together. Or you can get, you know, uh, maybe a similar house that was built in the 90s or the 2000s that maybe needs some update, a little bit of work. But it's an interesting dynamic that we're seeing in the real estate market right now. Obviously this thing's dead as the interest rates go up real estate one asset class so heavily reliant upon debt how cheap can you get your debt it's the whole uh, it, it's the whole way that you do your deals understanding from a cash flow perspective Number two, mortgage demand at 25-year low. Just to reiterate the point, mortgage demand at a 25-year low. Three, we have Wells Fargo mortgage business down 90%. Number four, credit card debt hits 930 billion, higher than 2008, and the average American savings down 72% this year. We are in a recession. And folks, what I'm, I'm waiting to see it's for that credit card debt to hit $1 trillion. I mean, it's gonna be, it, it's amazing. We're running about a $2 trillion deficit here in the United States on a yearly basis. And the households in America are r- racking up about a trillion dollars worth of just credit card debt alone. Now, continuing on, this is major. China market set for more volatility as COVID zero policy stays, BBG limit down. What we have here, guys, is the rumors uh, fell through looks like china is going to continue with that policy we'll be watching that as a major major economic uh, mover and switch lever that that changes things up so we got to watch that closely obviously hard to get good information out of that region adam tag reporting layoffs momentum keeps building latest headlines meta is the newest one coming out here today to begin large-scale layoffs thousands of employees Folks, cheers for tuning in tonight and writing and out all of this bad economic news. This story is not nice, but it's a beautiful opportunity on the other side. We're going to take advantage of that. This comes off the back of the news that Twitter is laying off half. That's 3,300 plus of their employees. Open door laying off 18%, strike 14%, lift 13%. These are not small cuts, nor are these small companies. The job apocalypse is here. The apocalypse for jobs is here. Continuing on, let's take a look here. Michael J. Kramer been showing us this VIX. 2022 to 2008 chart comparison that fractal matching up identically you see what happens next this is the volatility index for the you guys that don't know what we're looking at here volatility index it's about to get shaken up and when when the volatility index went up like it did in 2008 you know what happened next that was absolute market destruction right now in the uk what situation what program are we going to be rolling out here in the uk Uh, We have the chancellor here, Jeremy Hunt, to outline 60 billion of tax rises and spending cuts so we scroll on down here, and we see that the early drafts of the statement contain plans for up to thirty-five billion of spending cuts and up to twenty-five billion of tax rises, which are likely to include freezing income tax thresholds and targeting dividend tax relief. Uh, that right there, folks, is attacking the pensions. That is attacking the four hundred and one k's, the income tax thresholds as well, and then a reduction of 35 billion of spending cuts, right? So a bleak outlook here, it looks like, uh, you know, they might want not wanna define it as a recession, but what the hell else are you supposed to call that, right? 60 billion of tax rises and spending cuts for the UK. We will continue to watch that situation. Now we have another one, bringing it back across the pond to America. During the current quarter and next quarter, the U.S. Treasury expects to issue about $1.1 trillion in new net treasury debt. This is from Lynn Alden. Let's check this out. So Treasury announces marketable, uh, marketable borrowing uh, estimates. Lynn says, It changes with tax revenue and other matters, but so far during Q3 2022, along with projections for Q4 2022 and Q1 2023, they're looking at an average of about half a trillion in new debt issuance per quarter. Now this guy right here, dpeg.e, says rates are a lot higher now, which should attract buyers. However, those buyers are also aware that the Federal Reserve is ready and willing to simply print the USD needed and buy the bonds, which makes treasury bonds an asset based on an unstable monetary base layer. Folks, what's happening here is the United States is issuing further debt in the form of bonds. That's what we're looking at here. And Lynn Alden here, she clarifies this for us. High yields attract more retail buyers, but as long as the dollar is strong, it limits foreign buyers. Excuse me and the Fed is currently a net seller as its holdings mature and are not reinvested. So what is happening here with the Fed's balance sheet? Last week, Michael J. Kramer reporting, this week saw the Fed's balance sheet drop by almost $46 billion, the most yet. So they finally had a reduction in their balance sheet, but Lynn is telling us that they're still net sellers of those treasury bonds and of their assets. Max Anderson, adds this data point right here for us. The US Treasury pumped 165 billion into the economy since the start of October, just as we head into midterms. As we've been saying, they're keeping this party propped up, keeping the party rolling. Massive super chat from Keep It Clean Digital. 20 spot, thank you, Keep It Clean Digital, appreciate that super chat. Fully canceling out the Fed's 90 billion per month QT and then some, so remember, The Fed is supposed to be cutting their balance sheet, i.e. quantitative tightening, to the tune of 90 billion per month. But instead, right, we have 165 billion injected here in the United States economy. And so they're fully counseling out the Fed's 90 billion per month QT and then some by a factor of nearly two times. Max Anderson, what he put together on this chart is really nice to look at here, folks. Let me make sure that you guys can see this chart right there. He's talking right here. Net, uh, let me pull this up. Net liquidity versus S&P 500 on the weekly chart. And what he has here is that blue squiggly is the S&P 500. One week offset. Okay. The white line up top is the Fed balance sheet. So you can see on their balance sheet that it is sloping off. It is falling off. And uh, we also have the treasury general account is that kind of peach, that peach chart, that peach uh color right there for you. And then the reverse repo is the yellow. So net liquidity is the Fed balance sheet minus TGA plus RRP, okay, reverse repo and the treasury general account, okay. So what he's given us right here is net liquidity because we're we're combining the Fed balance sheet uh, minus that treasury general account and the reverse repo. So they have multiple ways here that they inject liquidity into the system to keep the party going, to keep the thing propped up. Now, Max says that the fair value of the S&P 500 Based off this net liquidity metric, it's about 3,750 for the S&P 500. And he actually includes this, that the announcement this week materially lowers the end of the year target to 3,500 to 3,400. And he he provides further details on that. I include, uh, make sure you guys go give Max Anderson a follow. Very good tweets and information data points that I've been seeing from him on the economy. Now, I got another one here for you guys. This one's from Gold Telegraph. The Central Banks of China and Pakistan signed an agreement to create a yuan clearing arrangement to reduce reliance on that U.S. dollar. Pakistan is the third country in 2022 to establish a Chinese yuan clearing arrangement. Things continue to move quickly on this front, and sure, they absolutely do. Absolutely do. And we're starting to see all these countries, they're not only ditching the uh, clearing settlements are going to be happening here with yuan here, but we also see these countries dropping their treasury notes dropping their bonds that's the that's the debt that the government is issuing that nobody's buying besides the fed and that's the main point that we made from the very beginning when they said that they were going to start quantitative tightening we said who is stupid enough to buy the fed's balance sheet treasury bonds and mortgage-backed securities who wants that pile of shit excuse my language but let's be real, right? I mean, come on. Who wa- who is stupid enough? Now, this is amazing to me that this is still considered a risk-free asset by the financial me- by, by the financial media, by Main Street Wall Street financial advisors, the guys that took the little course and call themselves financial advisors, deem treasury bonds as a secure investment. I don't know what reality they're in, but that is not a secure investment by my standards. I do not trust, not only my government, but our balance sheet, our, de- our deficit that we're running. Okay, why the heck would you, you see the numbers right here? Why would you wanna be buying the United States debt? $30 trillion in debt, they're running to the, another $1 uh, trillion. They're doing, guys, let, let's simplify this. 500, uh, 500 billion, nearly half a trillion per quarter. Half a trillion per quarter in new debt issuance. Who wants to buy that? I mean, it's unbelievable to me. Now, let's continue on. Uh, taking it to our world stage current events here, Kim.com. This great thread right here. Great thread from Kim. He says it's done. Sergei Narshkin, the Russian spy chief, revealed that he has indirect confirmation. That the message it's done from former UK Prime Minister Trezlis to Secretary Blinken was sent shortly after the Nord Stream pipelines blew up. Let's explore what indirect means. Now, let me clarify real quick. I'm just reporting this. This is unconfirmed. I cannot verify this. Fact checkers, please understand. I am just reading out someone's opinion on Twitter. Okay? That's all I'm doing here. I'm not interjecting any opinion. Let's let this all truth be revealed and we continue to pray for peace. Kim.com breaking down the situation as he sees it. The most likely scenario is that China provided the intel to Russia and others. The cyber capabilities of China today are no match for the U.S. All you hear about these days is the U.S. complaining about huge data losses to Chinese cyber attacks. Just look at the U.S. fear of Huawei. Huawei. After the leaks of U.S. digital spy arsenal and cyber methods with thousands of documents released by Snowden and WikiLeaks Vault 7, a global cyber arms race began. U.S. intelligence competitors upgraded their capabilities significantly. The result, China now dominates the space. An attack against the U.K. government devices and linked cloud accounts is trivial for the government hackers from that country. Excuse me. They now control the largest arsenal of zero-day exploits Providing backdoor access to the most devices and servers connected to the internet. More details here. He shares a thread on those backdoors that they have to all the devices. Who blew up the Nord Stream pipelines was the big question in intelligence circles since the 9/11 attacks. So much so that when the answer was found, a shockwave emanated from spy agencies about the stupidity of the perpetu- perpetrators. Perpetrators. Perpetrators perpetrators they were caught by two words it's done we'll now have confirmation from the russian spy chief that it's done is real maybe he's more credible than his u.s counterparts who have been caught lying to the public over and over again the next big question is how will russia respond the smartest move is to do nothing why because russia is winning the media isn't telling you this but independent military experts agree that after the coming winter offensive with fresh russian reinforcements ukraine will fold no matter how many weapons the u.s and nato send to what remains of the Ukrainian army. The best Nord Stream retaliation is not to retaliate. Everybody knows who did it. Russia and the the other country are increasingly seen as prudent, rational actors by non-Western nations. The BRICS plus alliance is uh, gaining support. A multipolar order with a new financial system seems inevitable. The more of the U.S. escalates the conflict with Russia and the other country about world domination, the more the U.S. accelerates its own demise. Most nations like the concept of having a say in global affairs in a multipolar order with a multinational reserve currency backed by real assets amen to that the ultimate question is this will the u.s accept that it cannot rule the world and that it must share prosperity with all nations or will the u.s in a final act of arrogance destroy the world because it cannot accept the days of living at the expense of others are over that's a new reality, a multipolar world order, a changing world order, a new world order. Now, a reset, restructuring, a revaluation is a part of that. A spiritual battle is underway as well. This goes very deep. That's unconfirmed. But if you guys didn't get what I was talking about there, what, what Kim was laying out for you guys, the former prime minister, Liz Trust, the one that was there for about 45 days or so, The word on the street is that they were able to get the information that confirms the UK carried out the Nord Stream attack. I'm saying for the fact checkers, for everyone listening to me tonight, I'm not confirming, denying. I'm just reporting on this opinion on those events of that day. And I I would love to find out the truth. I would love for all truth to be revealed. I would love for the Russia-Ukraine war to be over. Okay. But um, it's not. And uh i've predicted from the very beginning that they're going to get those regions they got them already and they're going to keep them um those those regions are going to vote to become sovereign as they already have so that's not my opinion that's my prediction uh you know on what's going to happen my opinion is can we please have peace can we please bring uh this war to an end Can the western countries uh you know bring about a level playing field and stop imposing our will amongst other nations, especially the United States. One of the largest funders of overseas adventures that are not necessary, don't need to be done. And I'm ashamed of what my country has done in some of these regions. Okay. But the fact of the matter and the word on the street is that this is, Russia is getting ready for another offensive. They're going to take it. They already got it. And we're going to continue to watch this situation unfold. It already appears, though, that the BRICS nations, not only are they making the case here that, uh, you know, the West is provoking these attacks. The West is attacking uh, civilian infrastructure. But also, by the way, when you want to do deals, when you want to have a real economy, a real asset uh, backed currency, when you want to do deals outside of the Swiss system that aren't outdated from the 70s, when you want to get business done, we got commodities, we got resources, and we're backing our currency by hard assets. This is where that multipolar changing world order is here. Whether we like it or not, no matter how it plays out, there's a reset, there's a restructuring, there's a revaluation. And then uh, obviously we're seeing world war stage events, and we continue to pray for peace and may God be with us. Let's continue on, though. <laughs> Bringing it back here. And once again, I'm not interjecting my opinion. I'm just reporting on this and and I'll give you my prediction, right? But I'm not here to tell you left, right, up, down, understand the paradigm and who sold us out. But nonetheless, let's take a look here at this. This is interesting. Breaking Patrick Basham, the pollster who correctly predicted Brexit and Trump 2016 says midterm quote unquote red wave is forming into a full on red tsunami. Let's take a quick listen here, folks.
1: Republican victory, especially a large one, is going to reflect what's really a perfect storm. You have, you know, history tells you that a first term president, his midterm, almost always, only a couple of exceptions, like George W. Bush in 2002, almost always loses seats, often loses quite a few. That is really reinforced if the president is unpopular. So if a president has an approval rating under 50 percent, we give Biden 40 percent in our final poll. Um, that usually dooms his party in the midterms, that alone. Then you look at all the issues that are really important, most important, the priorities of the voters. And it, has been, it is now today what it has been for much of the year, but really with an exclamation mark. It's inflation and the economy. Uh, but it's also about crime. And I also say about illegal immigration, also about education. So those are issues that the Republicans are massively favored on in, in no small part by default, because they're the opposition party and they haven't gotten in their own way in terms of those issues. They let the Democrats you know, um, uh, commit as many self-inflicted uh, you know, wounds as possible, which might you know, be, end up being mortal by the time this is all wrapped up. Uh, And the Democrats are focused on an issue abortion, which they in the media thought would turn everything around for them, but it isn't enough of a priority for enough voters uh, Mm. to to have made a difference. Um, So you put all that together, you also have what is now, if not an unpopular war in terms of Ukraine, but certainly one that Americans are tuning out don't again don't think as a priority really never thought it was the priority, you put all that together. Uh, and you have an no, environment. No, bring our troops just home, just, damn it. You know, tailor made for the opposition party to do well. Uh, and it's it just come together. I, I mean, we have found it this, this sort of environment all along. The question was was it going to be a small, modest win or would the Republicans do really well? Uh, we always thought it would probably be a red wave. Now it's is it a red wave? Is it a red tsunami? Uh, And at the moment, I think it's moving from a red wave to the tsunami stage.
0: So there you have it, guys. This is the pollster who correctly predicted Brexit and Trump 2016. He's saying it's not just a red wave. We're going to be rolling into a red tsunami. So how about that? Now, like I said, I'm not here to give my thumbs up, thumbs down. There's plenty of Republicans that have sold us out, plenty Democrats. What I want is uh, people that stand up for America and our Constitution, our individual liberties and rights and free market enterprise. It's very simple what made this country great. It's very simple where we need to go moving forward and it's very simple that we're broke and that we're in debt and we need to reset and restructure our whole financial system. Not only have we uh taken advantage of the world, right? But we need to bring us back to a level playing field and lead the way in that. That's what I would hope for is that we can set the example going forward for uh you know reset, revalue, restructure not only our currency, all of our debt. Let's figure this out. Okay, uh who was corrupt, let all truth be revealed. That's what I stand for. I so I don't put D, I don't put R, I put, you know, I I read what these people are about and I'm ready to hold everyone accountable. As you guys see and understand on, on my platform, it's an adult conversation. We're going to pull up no BS. We're going to ask hard questions and we're going to actually try to get something done, actually be productive. Okay. And not just do a dance, not just, you know, speak nicely, but we actually got to get results out of these people that are representing us. Right. And our country has many issues. And so we don't got time to bullshit around. We got to get it done. Um, so we're way past the point of feelings. And we have to understand that history's proven what did make this the best opportunity in the world. Um, so in that matter, I do believe in American exceptionalism as far as we had a great opportunity. We completely destroyed it and we're completely responsible for destroying and wasting trillions of dollars overseas, destroying those countries. And we continue to force our will upon other nations and we need to bring our troops home. God bless our troops. But what the heck have we been doing besides having our military serve the cabal, right? So we just got to end that. That just can't happen. Cannot happen. Now let's continue on. Before I say too much, because I always get fired up talking about our country and saving it. Now Wall Street silver, the US diesel shortage is worsening. Reports of an impending diesel shortage could potentially lead to truckers running out of fuel, ultimately standing uh, stranding shipments and hiking consumer prices. So we're getting a lot of reports, guys. Jim Rickards here sharing some of the data with us. You guys can see here that just a week ago, we were at 531 for diesel. We're just slightly up to 533 today. And then uh, gasoline is up from 376 to 380 on the national average. But he says the trend is not your friend. Look for higher prices post-election as the greenies emerge from the woodwork. And so, yeah, we we knew that they've been releasing the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. We know that they've been keeping it afloat by the numbers that we went over at the beginning of the show. The Federal Reserve injecting all of this liquidity, the Treasury balance sheet, right? Only dropping by so much, but still there, you know uh issuing uh half a trillion worth of debt every quarter that's what they did q3 that's what they're likely to do this quarter q4 2022 that's what they're likely to do for the first quarter of next year so you know we're we're on track to be at about two trillion dollars of newly issued debt per year at this rate And that situation is only going to continue to get worse. But uh, as far as the gasoline, you guys know that that's been suppressed until this election. And this is why I'm saying, guys, I would love to have a bullish scenario. I would love to say that this thing's done. We're going to pump the bottoms in. Every scenario that I've ran through in my head through all of my analysis, there's no scenario that really actually is uh, going to be positive for the markets. And any positive reaction, I believe, is going to be short lived. I'm not gonna run through all the different scenarios, but you guys understand what I'm talking about. Even if there's a red wave, red tsunami, even if there's not, it's a balance. Either way, I go through all the different scenarios, how it could play out on that election day. We don't even have the election um, because the weather's bad. You know, you guys know what I'm talking about. Either way this goes, the markets, any sort of pump is going to be short-lived because even if we think it's gonna be good based off the election results, that's the consensus, The fundamentals still have to play out. The fundamentals still have to get cleaned out. So as Americans, as people on this planet, no one should be cheering about nothing that's about to take place here on the second uh, day of this week, Tuesday. Full blood, moon, lunar lunar eclipse, the energy is going to be incredible. However this plays out, I just don't see any uh, potential that this plays out positive. I, I wish I had that story for you, but nonetheless, let's continue to watch this Lynn Alden here. She's saying responding to a Bloomberg opinion article. Now this article here from Bloomberg is just showing you guys how prepping understanding the situation has become so mainstream Bloomberg opinion article, suburban guardian moms is what they're being called are the new preppers as disruptions to the world's food supplies become more frequent. Now, Lynn types in right here, the stereotype of the prepper has been like a guy in a camo in a bunker. Now, it's like responsible families to understand how corporations focus on just-in-time delivery and want a reasonable household stockpile of things. She says, corporations maximize profit and and thus are unlikely to emphasize resilience – Households, therefore, have to be the ones to ensure resilience for themselves and their communities. If, if economically possible, they shouldn't have just enough storage. Prepper light that's supposed to say prepper life prepper light prepper life you know we are about that we have been about that and as i said it's not a popular thing to talk about in the middle of a bull run where everyone's getting rich flipping meme coins and doing crazy nonsense right it's not sexy to be talking about hey guys uh, you might want to have your preps up but we we've understood where this was going not only for scenarios to get crazy bad weather events you name it right but also we knew the shortages were coming we knew the price inflation was coming. So even if nothing crazy happens, you've locked in a cheaper rate. You've saved on the cost of those goods that you were going to need anyways, those those essentials. Now let's continue on here, get into our crypto news. Thank you everyone for uh, rolling with me tonight. We got a lot to cover. Cowboy crypto in 2000, Elon Musk X.com merged with Confinity. Luke Nosek, co-founder of Confinity, is also on the board of SpaceX and ResearchGate. Bill Gates is an investor in ResearchGate. Gates' company, Moja Loop is a Ripple partner. Probably nothing. So Cowboy Crypto putting that together with us with Anders as well. And uh, see, all of these guys are sitting at the same table. And that's the point. That's why I'm sharing this here with you guys tonight ripple moja loop partners right and then you also have x.com merged with confinity having that connection to the board of spacex and ResearchGate, right so you have ties there to elon right as well as elon's uh, originally here merged with confinity right and then just recently at a speech on stage he said that he is setting out to um fulfill his plan from 22 years ago right to basically disrupt the whole damn system that's what it is because it's payments, it's currency, it's payments on, on, uh, the biggest level, right? And then he's bought all of the data. That's what he's got with Twitter. That's so powerful. He's got all the data. And then with Tesla, he's got all the data from the vehicles too. So he's collecting a lot of data. He's got a lot of, uh, business ventures underway, obviously, right? Uh, But he said just on stage recently this weekend that he is looking to fulfill his long ago plan from 22 years ago of having X.com, which is essentially like a WeChat, Uh, basically uh, social media, payments, everything, everything in one, right? Uh, Basically the one app that you live in. Okay. Now, uh, of course, we got to go over to the Ripple versus SEC update Jeremy Hogan. Why the SEC cannot meet its burden on at least one element of the Howey test, and I wanted to show you guys right there huge shout out to Jeremy Hogan for giving your boy a follow uh, huge shout out to and uh, respect to the Hogan family for keeping us up to date. And we love his style, his content is always hilarious, and uh, God bless him for keeping us updated on this Ripple versus SEC lawsuit. Uh, Now, in order to win at summary judgment, the SEC has to do two things. Prove every element by the greater weight of the evidence. And number two, prove that there is no genuine dispute of a material fact. Looking at the expectation of profits based on efforts of others, Prong, what do we see? First, the SEC's sole evidence is statements from Ripple and a handful of purchasers about Ripple's involvement in the price of XRP. It abandoned its expert witness on this issue. Abandoned their expert uh, witness, guys. Ripple counters the SEC with its own expert witness who correlates XRP price action with market forces, especially since 2018. And Ripple apparently also files 3,000 affidavits from Deaton and XRP holders that they were not looking to Ripple to increase XRP price. Burden met, Jeremy asks. Seems to me, tell me if you disagree, the SEC has absolutely failed to meet its greater weight of the evidence burden. A handful of statements over eight years versus expert opinions and 3,000 affidavits. But even putting that aside, is there a genuine issue of material fact here? Ripple has submitted direct hard evidence that a reasonable XRP purchaser was not. Relying on Ripple to increase price. I don't see how the judge ignores that evidence and grants summary judgment on this prong of the Howie test. Not saying the SEC can't win, but it can't win here. That is a for sure guaranteed victory for Ripple. And that's my opinion. That's me interjecting. On top of how all of these lawyers have broken this down, the case is very simple, right? Uh, they do not meet the definition of that Howie test. They don't meet uh, the prongs right there, Jeremy showing us. And uh we believe that at best uh, best case for the SEC they're able to slap ripple on the wrist and get a little fine out of them and it might be one of the largest fines ever paid ripple has has it like that right so they can afford to cut a check but um that's the best that the SEC can do is that okay you marketed you marketed XRP as a security they haven't been able to find any documents that seem to prove that investment contract right there it seems like ripple just does technology deals uh, partnerships with these companies and then the companies just go out and buy xrp themselves now that might be separate from ripple actually selling them xrp but that's just them trading an asset a commodity that they have a decentralized currency that they're using that does not meet the definition of a security in any way So that's why they can't find an investment contract even with the banks and financial institutions. You know, we have a lot of NDAs and we haven't been able to see these contracts, but that explains why, right? It's because, the, these guys are just using XRP themselves. The partnership with Ripple might not necessarily include, hey, you have to use XRP, or we're gonna incentivize you to use XRP. It's it's no, hey, you wanna do a deal with us? You want us to partner with us to help you guys roll out distributed ledger technology, build a CBDC in one day for the central banks, right? We can help you do that. Oh, and by the way, we're using utilizing this technology it, because we think it's the best and we think that you, you guys can use it too. We've set it up to be a world reserve currency. Oh, and we do have a stash to, to about about 50 billion, 50 billion XRP that we're sitting on. So if you want to do a deal, we can do a deal for that too. But that's not an investment contract. That's just an asset that they hold. setting themselves up to be the central bank of central banks when it comes to digital currencies. The liquidity hub enterprise solution that they created. Right? So that's where you do a deal with Ripple. You're not doing a deal based off of any sort of investment contract that involves XRP. You're just using XRP because Ripple's telling you that's the currency that works best, essentially, in the most simple terms, right? We have this, we've always had this case, guys, um, and we're getting very, very close. Now, Stuart Alderati, during the middle of an SEC lawsuit, Ripple's general counsel is over here, once again, speaking with the people that matter, this session right here, privileged to have participated in a roundtable along with other thought leaders on the elements of a global coordinated policy approach to crypto assets moderated by the MAS, which is uh, the, uh, what is that? Oh gosh, I pulled it up before. Uh, what is it, Malaysia? Malaysia uh, Monetary Authority, I'm blanking on that now. Oh no, no, Monetary Authority of Singapore, MAS, of course. Monetary Authority of Singapore and the IMF. So basically the central bank of Singapore. This was at Singapore FinTech Festival, duh. Sorry for having that uh, brain fart. Looking forward to continuing the discussion. And that's our boy there, Stuart Alderati. And that is general counsel of Ripple. Over 35 years of legal experience with expertise in regulatory affairs and complex litigation. We've got this case in the bag 100%. Now, let's get into the main topic of tonight's discussion, folks. This is absolutely major. And you have to understand, this is, this is going to impact the whole cryptocurrency space. And this is a cause for warning. I'm not here to spread FUD. I'm not, I don't want to have everyone full of fear, uncertainty, and doubt. But we got to look at this situation right here. Absolutely major right now what's breaking down. This is from Watcher Guru. Justin, Binance CEO says the company will liquidate its $500 million FTX position because they won't support, quote, won't support people who lobby against other industry players behind their backs. Now, uh, let's move on over. CZ Binance says liquidating our FTT, which is the FTX token, FTT is just post-exit risk management, learning from Luna. We gave support before, but we won't pretend to make love after divorce. We are not against anyone, but we won't support people who lobby against other industry players behind their backs onwards. Now, continuing on, this is what's being reported. This is from Coindesk. And then this person right here, uh, Mike burgersburg dirty bubble media is his handle on twitter here put together this thread which is in regards to alameda research which is the other sam bankman fried company he says uh, right here is alameda research insolvent according to a recent leak the firm's finances rely on the same scheme that destroyed the celsius network will it work out differently for sam bankman fried So he shows here, a recent report from CoinDesk showed that Alameda's balance sheet is dominated by holdings of FTX FTT token. An additional undisclosed amount was held in other tokens from Sam Bankman frieds other projects. Our sources indicate these holdings are worth several hundred million dollars. Now, this is where this gets interesting. The firm's solvency rests on crypto tokens issued by related parties. This might sound familiar because this is the same model used by Celsius Network and many other crypto firms to spend billions of dollars in assets out of thin air. We call this the flywheel scheme. Now, you can see how this works at the the very top here. You can see how this works. You create a token. You pump the token price. You mark the gains to your balance sheet. So your, your, your company, right, that holds this token, obviously you hold that asset, like Ripple holds XRP, uh, FTX, Alameda here holds the FTT token, right? Pump the token price, then you mark the gains on your balance sheet. So you act like your assets are worth all these billions of dollars. Then you show those gains, quote unquote gains, to your investors then you raise cash through equity sales or loans. So based off of a bullshit valuation, let's make this really simple for everyone to understand, based off of a bullshit evaluation, that's based off of a pumping scheme uh, directly using your cryptocurrency, That is how these guys have generated cash because then they go show investors. Oh, we got this much on our balance sheet. We're worth this much. You can, you can give us a loan, right? Or you can uh, raise cash and invest with us and, and inject equity. Now, why will schemes enable firms to mark their illiquid token holdings to market value? Throw in a little market manipulation and you can generate billions in assets, at least on paper. In reality, these tokens cannot be monetized because the markets are so distorted. Uh, CEL token is a great example. Celsius bought tens of millions of the token to keep the price high, enabling them to score a $750 million investment. See, they were able to get nearly a billion dollars, Celsius was, based off of doing this exact scheme right? They raised $750 million, just one investment. But Celsius couldn't afford to keep buying the token, the price collapsed. The flywheel spun in reverse, shredding their balance sheet. Creditors are stuck with hundreds of millions of sell token, selling even a small fraction will crash the market to zero. And so it goes, sell token, CEL token purchased by Celsius, CEL token value increases, net equity increases, enticing new investors, you get that new money, And then user deposits or loan collateral are are used to buy more tokens to keep it pumped up. Now, I wanted to cover the other side of the story and I wanted to be fair. This right here is the current CEO of Alameda. Research. So I wanted to share the other side of this. Caroline here, Caroline Capital. A few notes on the balance sheet info that has been circulating recently. The specific balance sheet is for a subset of our corporate entities. We have greater than 10 billion of assets that aren't reflected there. The balance sheet breaks out a few of our biggest long positions. We obviously have hedges that aren't listed. Given the tightening in the crypto credit space this year, we've returned to most of our loans by now. Now, uh, let me summarize that. That's, that's kind of like saying, trust me, bro, right? Just trust them, right? That they've hedged their bets. All of their ridiculously long positions, all of the positions there that we were able to see, we're just supposed to trust them, right? Uh, that they have hedges and that they've returned most of their loans by now. Trust me, bro. That's kind of the vibe that I get from this. And then when I go to look at this next post, which really says it all for me, This is where I get uncomfortable. We get a former CEO who starts out the Twitter thread by talking about happiness. Folks, you can't make this stuff up. A thought on happiness. Let's talk about our happiness, our feelings. The outgoing CEO of this company, Alameda. Sam Trabuco, on happiness. Last year, when Sam Bakeman fried announced that Caroline and I were Alameda's co-CEOs, the goal for all involved was to bring titles in line with reality. The two of us had been acting as CEOs for quite some time, and we wanted our outside image to reflect that. It's with the same goal that I'm announcing today that I am stepping down as co-CEO of Alameda Research. Caroline Capital will continue on as Alameda's CEO. I will stay on as an advisor, but otherwise, we'll not continue to have a strong day-to-day presence at the company so this guy the former ceo of alameda left the company in august now that's just a data point i'm not here to say the ftx ftx is insolvent i'm not here to say that they're going bust i want you guys to understand the story and the ramifications that we have here and the fact here that this ceo co-ceo left the company and now the current ceo caroline is telling us uh, you know to trust her so we will be watching i i don't know if i did follow caroline I'm gonna follow Caroline right now. This is what we do. We give the other side an opportunity to share their side of the story, right? I wanna be fair. But folks, if this is bust, this is absolutely major. Now, what's causing this? What's the stir? What's the rile? Sam Bankman-Fried here post today, and everyone's been asking about the send button. I think that that's because they're trying to get their money off of FTX. They're trying to get the hell off of this exchange. Uh, So he posted this thread, and then at the end here, he responds to CZ Binance, who, you know, the the CEO of Binance, they're the ones that are gonna dump $500 million worth of this token, right? Uh, And they've already pulled their equity out of Alameda Research as well, the the Alameda company as well. He says, because I respect the hell out of what y'all have done to build the industry as we see it today, whether or not they reciprocate and whether or not we use the same methods, including CZ. Anyway, as always, it's time to build, make love and blockchain, not war. And, um, he says that we're all in this together and I wish the best to everyone driving the industry forward. So kind of a interesting back and forth right now, underway with CZ Binance and pulling their equity out. The timing of this is very interesting. And folks, we have to understand, you know, just one of these cryptos, one of these companies going bust. Remember what happened? Remember what happened, right? Um, we've been here before we did the major the luna crash we had the celsius crash and we're uh, as we've been saying we still have to clean out a lot in this cryptocurrency space so we got to get ready right now we got to be asking the questions what are these guys holding on their balance sheet what is the real value of these cryptocurrencies okay right now what we're looking at is the next crypto insolvency uh, you know very close to it potentially and this one's going to be major Right, Sam Bankman Fried FTX major exchange and the ramifications of the other investments that they have in Solana and some of the other crypto companies as well. Right? Because this is what they do. This is what these guys do when they're going bust. Remember, the former CEO there talking about happiness on his way out of a company that is about to go in potentially. Not a good look whether they're insolvent or not, not necessarily a good look. Maybe it's just the quint. Maybe it's just the timing. Maybe you just had something else to move on, but we have to, you know, take a look at this, right? But we were told, right, this was the company that was going to do all the mergers and acquisitions. They were going to thrive during this bear market, FTX, Sam Bankman Fried, right? And the talks, he already bought out Voyager, right? And then now he's been looking at buying out other people too, acting like a big dog. This is what those guys do when they're on their way out. Now, we see a company like Ripple has been saying that they're in a position to do mer- mergers and acquisitions as well. And we're seeing them do that. We're seeing them sit down at a table. And obviously their business deals are being stifled by the SEC while Sam Bankman Freed has been you know, able to play around so far. But we're seeing the scrutiny come down on these exchanges and we're seeing the liquidity issues of the cryptocurrency space starting to show themselves. We're going to continue to watch this one, but this is just one whale dumping one token, but this is this can impact the whole space, guys. This is the exact type of event that we've been talking about that brings us down to that next level. Whether that's, you know, back down to just the lows that we were at back in June of 17, 18k or you know, worst-case scenario when we do something real dirty like uh, some people, you know, 14k and lower can easily be done. I've been saying the same thing. Not necessarily holding my breath for 10K, but it can easily be done. And we, you know, 17,600 was the previous low in June. We've been talking about that thing. We barely held onto it over the last month. 18,100 was the low that we went to down last month in October. So right there, I mean, we're not far off. And one liquidation, one insolvency issue like this, you guys already have seen the ramifications. And these guys specifically sam Bakeman freed is much bigger right than celsius so i just want you guys to be prepared i want you guys to understand the situation we're going to continue to watch it closely not here for fear uncertainty and doubt not trying to be doom and gloom it's just being real Uh, Guys, the the liquidity crisis within the cryptocurrency space is starting to show itself. And we've been one for the last year and a half that's been almost two years that's been talking about the liquidity crisis and the fake uh, crypto bubble that was propped up by Tether. We've been saying until we get to see Tether Reserves, the company that was proven to be a deceptive and fraudulent scheme by the New York Attorney General in a United States court of law, until we can see what their reserves actually are, we don't feel comfortable in this space you know i'm doing my bitcoin short using tether right now i'm just kind of chalking it up to the crypto casino i if i never see that again well that's what i get for sinning and playing at the casino gambling i I went to the casino and i'm gambling with uh you know tether here which we know when we expect for it to have major major issues when it's all exposed if it ever does get exposed but tether the reason why it's so big is because tether does 60 percent of the trading volume for the whole space let me repeat that 60% of the liquidity for the whole cryptocurrency space comes through the USDT token, Tether. That same company, Bitfinex, that created Tether was proven to be a deceptive and fraudulent scheme by the New York Attorney General already settled up. Already settled up. And they're not the only ones. They've also been sued by the Department of Justice too. Currently in lawsuits right now as we speak. That's the thing, guys. And then you look at what's taking place on these exchanges. I was actually looking to see if I could find a place to short FTT right now, um, not financial advice, but I was just kind of looking around, but there's not much liquidity for it. And if you look, you know, there's just not much trading taking place with these tokens. And it's just that scheme, right? That we showed you guys. You issue the coin, pump it, show it on your balance sheet. Hey, we're worth billions of dollars, right? Because we own uh, hundreds of millions and billions of these tokens that we pumped and dumped on the people that use our exchange right and then uh we get to raise cash on the back end and pay ourselves out and take the money and run like a thief in the night so what's interesting this is where we sit back and we want to see all truth revealed and we like seeing these guys kind of go back and forth and you know let's figure this out let's clean this out so that we can get through this and then on the other side of this this is when we get trillions of dollars pouring into the space Not just billions folks, not just billions. We get trillions of dollars of settlement happening on the networks. Not much, much bigger than market cap. Much, much bigger than that understanding of stocks and equities and the the value of a asset or commodity. Much bigger than the market cap calculation. We're talking about settlement. Now, Let's uh, continue on here, folks. This is interesting right here. Right here, I got something uh, fantastic for you guys to take a look at. North Star Charts. Stop comparing today with anything in the last 40 years. I've been saying it for over a year now. Expect outcomes not seen in most of our lifetimes. How about that? Expect outcomes not seen in most of our lifetimes. We have not seen a situation like this, guys. This is getting absolutely crazy. Uh, Let me show you guys this this chart right here. This is the Germany producer price index, a level that we haven't seen in 70 years. The U.S. 10 year yield has confirmed a paradigm shift has occurred. Forget the last 40 years. We are back to the 1960s, 70s dynamic. Let's look at his next chart. Forget the last 40 years. We are way past that now. For the Germany, uh, German inflation rate hits double digits, surpassing the peak of the 1970s. Post-war peak is up next, and that post-war peak wasn't until 1950, 1951. Now we look here at this chart right here, SPX versus the ASA, a precious metals fund with lots of historic data. Says either an upside breakout, which implies SPX outperforming ADA and gold plunging further, or breakdown through support, which implies gold taking off and heading higher. What do you think is most likely now? So this right here, we can see where this chart here, um, these these support lines, showing us. Uh, these are gold uh, tops. We've reached gold bottoms okay and so next we would be coming back for a gold top here soon and we know what's coming we know what's coming are they going to stall us out another 3 to 6 months it looks like we're going to have some chaos for the next couple of months uh, sp- popping off especially this week okay but we are prepared for this now this is where this situation gets pretty pretty sad Murray Rothbard, imagine doing everything right, working tirelessly over 40 years and managing to save 1 million for retirement, only to have your corrupt government and central bank create so much inflation that hundreds of thousands of dollars in savings evaporate in the span of a few years. Evil. And this is exactly uh, summarizing the situation right now for the 401ks of Americans across this country. Now, I am about to show you guys an incredible thread on gold and silver. As I've said, if you're looking to roll over your 401k retirement account, I've just recently partnered up with a company that will help you do so. I highly recommend them as a reputable source for gold and silver. Not only can you roll over your retirement account, they will ship metals to your house. They will ship you physical silver and gold. Okay. Um, and if you guys are looking to take advantage of that, the links are down below and at the top of my website, the Precious Metals link. Get in touch with my people if you're looking to get some precious metals. Now, let's continue on. I got an incredible thread here about the metals manipulation. Alta Gold has a thread here for us. Cheers, everyone. Thank you tonight. Might have to get another adult beverage here because this is absolutely massive. This gets me excited with the Precious Metals. Atla Gold, right here. There are many in Reddit uh, Wall Street Silver that still can uh, wondering if the Comex LBMA London's metal market or the West Gold Silver Center will ever let the price of gold and silver rise. What if they just stay suppressed that low forever? Here in this thread, I provide the answer to that. So, will they be able to suppress uh, these precious metals forever? Because they've been suppressed for a very long time. Uh, here we go. You see, from the past 50 years, gold has risen from $35 to around 1,650 level today. Isn't that absolute proof that they can't suppress at the same price forever? Why is that? It is physical supply that is the limit that is limiting them, forcing them to let the price rise. Just because you have been waiting two years, that means they will suppress the gold silver price this low forever. See, that's that's where I'm at. I've only been in silver for about a year. So I'm trying to remain patient. I'm just glad to have it, to have as an offline asset for what I call what I deemed blackout barter. When the lights go out, when the systems go down, this is what I want on hand just because you've been waiting two years, does that mean that they're gonna suppress it forever? Well, gold and silver market are suppressed heavily because that is the nemesis of the fiat US dollar. It is the metal that were once money, but replaced by those bankster crooks. They will do everything to keep the price down. Banksters, example, JP Morgan, are in charge of determining the price indirectly through derivatives and algorithms. We are well aware of this, right? And they've already been caught in the court, right? They've already been caught for their manipulation. The price is pegged by them. They are the casino dealer for this lottery gold and silver price. Of course, while suppressing the price, their gold silver inventory will bleed the lower the price, the faster the drain. If the world can't get physical from comex, then what, uh, what's the world going to do? The world will abandon the comex and create a new center with parallel price, a reset, a restructuring, a revaluation, uh, a new trading house. Although, and, Hey, why not? Why don't use distributed ledger technology? We already got gold running across the XRP ledger right now. Although the replacement of COMEX is inevitable in the long-term COMEX, and the banksters can accelerate this downfall of COMEX to next year, 2023, if they still keep gold and silver price low, because nobody can buy physical stuff from COMEX, it becomes pure digital gambling center. Of course, the banksters can choose to do something different and crazy, Uh, this time, like don't care if nobody can get the silver from the COMEX, even if supply is already zero and price crash to $9 an ounce, but physical world will be completely different. Those who will be disappointed are the ones who play digital trading uh, in commodities futures ETFs on leverage in the COMEX and the LBM spot futures price. So the people that are going to be disappointed, let me reread that for you guys are the ones who are doing the leverage trading, the paper trading. They're playing in the paper trading market that is suppressed and will potentially be suppressed, uh, continue to be suppressed at those price points. But on the street, at the local dealer, when the systems go down, do you think that we're gonna be checking the price of spot silver against you know the dollar, right? This thing gets completely uh, changed on, on the street, in the, in the real world. And this is the silver squeeze about to play out. But those who buy physical will not be disappointed because there will be parallel divergence of paper versus physical price, and the difference will be bigger and bigger. But I see this not likely to happen. They will let the price rise to new highs soon. This is what most likely based on past behavior. They already suppressed long enough in Biden since March of 2022 just to make everything look good before the November 8th U.S. midterm election. So there is no longer reason for them to keep price this low. They will let the price rise a little, gold, 2,500 to 3,000 per ounce and silver to 40 to $50 in 2023. But when the war gets uglier or a nuke shot, there will be no mercy hyperinflation in less than two years silver to triple digits in conclusion yes banksters can suppress gold and silver price this low indefinitely but there will be reputation suffer and fatal consequences for that the best choice is to buy physical you will be safe from this fake price in case they keep suppressing forever so as I said, if you guys are looking to roll over and get your 401k, you got thumb paper assets, right? You got some money in that retirement account and you're wondering what to do with it. This is a way that you can potentially avoid, uh, you know, too big of a penalty. You're going to have to talk with my people, but they'll help you roll over that retirement account to Precious Metals. They also deliver Precious Metals to your house as well. So get in touch. Very reputable source. And you guys are seeing the setup that we see. It, yes, they are manipulating it. It doesn't matter how long they manipulate it for, eventually something breaks and it's gonna break in a massive way. And this gentleman right here that just put together that thread, uh, atla Gold, suggesting three digit silver. And I've been stacking my bag of silver. That is absolutely for sure. Now, folks, I just want to say thank you for everyone for tuning in tonight. Nothing here is intended to be financial advice. And if you are looking to get tapped in with our community, just head on over to my website, ZachRector.com. The links are down below for my wallet exchanges affiliates. And like I said, you can move that retirement on over to Precious Metals with the help of my people and my partners. Now, folks... Uh, once again thank you so much for helping me grow this community we're well on our way to surpassing 50,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel we're well on our way to 300,000 on TikTok and we continue to uh, break it down over on Twitter as well I want you guys to stay tuned in hit that notification bell and be on the lookout I got some other interviews on the way I'm going to be on some other people's shows I got some people coming on my show and I'm going to be hosting my first Twitter spaces very excited for that Um, we're looking at delving into XRP and NFTs, little. I better be quiet there, but be on the lookout for that. Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun here over the next month here to watch these events play out. Make sure you guys are tapped in. If you're looking to get in touch, like I said, everything's at the website. And I greatly appreciate all of you guys' support. Thank you so much. Have yourselves a fantastic evening, and let's stay tapped in. This week is going to be absolutely major, as you already know. Tuesday night sessions, 6:30 Pacific Standard Time. We might even be on longer. We'll see. I might have to do a marathon session for the election night. We'll see what we can do, but we're definitely going to be going live on Tuesday night as well. That's going to be another major session, so thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Where do we go? For one hour, one hour session, I try to give you guys the most important information to keep you guys up to date and give you guys the biggest advantage for the greatest transfer of wealth in world history. I appreciate all of you guys so much. God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in. And all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.